Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, July 18, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have what's called in technical terms a continued melt-up operation. Now, there's a couple of things on this melt-up operation because traders have a tendency, in fact, people in general have a tendency, it's human nature for us to think that what's happening now is going to continue to happen. Now, it may, and the S&P may have a lot higher prices in the near term, but I just want to draw your attention to something that jumps off the chart at me. And that's what we do. The first thing I like to talk about is something, if anything, that's jumping off the chart at me. Now, this isn't jumping because I know it's there. I've known it's there. But I want to point something out because we are getting into this period where we're extended from home base. We were extended yesterday. Now we're further extended. That's not to say the market can't keep going up. It can we can stay extended from home base or the 20 period moving average until the market picks a price in time where she wants to come back toward home base and the 20 period moving average. It's an awareness that we're getting into that quote unquote, these are air quotes, overbought type of situation, but there's no distinct measurement for overbought. How long can the market stay overbought? What is the exact number? for overbought and neither exist. When the market's in a trend, we know one thing. The trend is your friend until it's over. But here's the thing that I wanna point out. So the market runs up to this place and it looks very similar to what it looks like now. It looks like the market is running away. Over here, you had a big up day and the next day following the up day, the market retraced a portion of that move put in a red candle, if you will, and proceeded to sell off for the next week. Now, here's the reason that's important, because we never know until we know. On this day here, nobody thought the market was going to pull back the next day. And I shouldn't say nobody. I'm sure there were some out there. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was us. Maybe it was somebody else. But the point I want to make is, whether or not we have another update like this tomorrow, you never know when you're going to wake up to a down tape and you never know what you're going to wake up to each and every day. We'll call that food for thought. Here's the weekly chart again. Where are they going? What the heck is up in this neck of the woods? Well, from a broad stroke perspective, here's a couple of numbers and let's go over what they represent because it's really the next thing of importance from a pivot long-term chart perspective, you have 457.83 and that represents this pivot over here. And then the next one you have is this pivot over here and that represents 462.07 and then about another 60 or 65 cents higher, there's some unfinished business. There are other numbers in between inside the number members and certainly the live room members will have those numbers on a daily basis that's the broad stroke for the nightly video, the free video. We look at the pivots to give ourselves a guide as to where the market may be drawn to. There might be a number in between. There might be a number above. There are numbers in between and above. That's what we have from an intraday perspective. Here's the monthly chart. 
Here's a breakdown candle. The high is the same 457.83 we just took a look at. Is that what they're doing now? Are they running a test of the monthly chart breakdown candle high? Whether or not they're able to close the month of July above that price will be a telltale sign. But for all intents and purposes, they've already run a test of the breakdown candle high. Running a test of the high doesn't mean they have to get to the high to the penny. It's the high vicinity. You know the old adage that I like to use each and every day in the live room, inside the numbers. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. You never know which one's going to be which. We take an area, which is a concept, a breakdown candle high, 457 and change. Maybe they get to 455. Maybe they get to 458. The question is, are they running a test in the neighborhood of the breakdown candle high? And we can already say, yes, that's actually happening as we speak in real time. Interestingly enough, from a weekly chart perspective, the end of July will represent an on-time type of situation. Call it end of July into the beginning part of August. On-time type of situation. Might want to put that on a sticky note as a just-in-caser. Another melt-up situation from an intraday perspective takes a lot of the opportunity because there's no volatility in the market away from day traders. However, let's take a look at what we had in the notes. I'll let you pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Basically, early on, we had 452 and change. We had 453. If they're above one, they go to the other. If they're above 453, they just keep going for a while. That's what happened today. Again, pause the video, read the notes. They never gave us a pullback into an important place that we wanted to buy. But once they start getting over certain numbers and they stay there, this is what we talked about in the live room, the evidence builds that they're going to go higher to the next target. For example, staying above 452, we had traders that were able to ride it up to 453 and beyond, even holding a trailer into the afternoon session. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Just from an intraday perspective, this is what I want to point out. We had a number on the screen today, 452.05 inside the numbers, live room. You can see here, while they did get above it, and this was a number that they missed yesterday, meaning they came up short. So when that happens, the market's trying to tell you something. It's trying to tell you that's not really the ultimate destination. They had every opportunity they wanted to hit it yesterday. They could have. Today, they hit it. They went above, came for a back test. And this is where we had some traders that bought it. 452.05 was my exact number. And you can see here, low 452.08, low 452.04, low 452.05. That was the number. That was the last hit. They took off and never looked back. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Not a trader's tape today. We just accept what Mrs. Market provides. These slow grinding tapes don't last forever. There will come a number that will cause the market to have a pullback. Volatility will pick up. There will be opportunity for both long and short trades while the market is self-correcting slash retracing a portion of the move that they're having now. Three stocks on the move today, JD, PNC, and Light. JD hit its number, but not in the manner in which the other two did not, but we'll take a look at the chart anyway. 
As you can see, JD.com getting its haircut at the opening bell, 35.98 was the number. They creeped into it. They bounced in front of it. They did it again. Then they creeped into it. We don't want that. We want it to come in straight away. We want it to come in like down here in this type of candle around 10.25. That would have been fine, but they didn't do it. So they ate time off the clock under it, leaked below it, and then came back by the end of the day. But this isn't the trade we're looking for. We try and eliminate as much variable risk. This is something I talk about in the live room every single day. Eliminating variable risk. There's enough risk in the market where we don't need any additional undue risk. So when I say eliminate variable risk, it's not always the same. There's a lot of items that constitute variable risk. This is one of them. When you're looking at a stock and it comes up short of a number and bounces around each time off the clock, coming into that number now is not the manner in which, therefore, it's variable risk we don't need. We take it off the table. If you eliminate as much of the variable risk as you can, your results will certainly improve. I use the term skyrocket in the live room because less trades eliminate variable risk. You just follow along and stop doing the stupid stuff. And I end that statement with your results will skyrocket and traders in the live room have skyrocketing results. Just ask them. Now this chart is interesting. It's Camp IWM. That was the next number that we talked about at least two or three times over the last few days. 196 even. Closing price today, 195.97. Now you might think that price ran up here into the end of the day and shut off. We had an update in the S&P, an update in the Dow, an update in the Qs, and everything just ran up. But that's not really what happened. And I want to prove a point because it accentuates everything that I'm trying to teach here and how I look at the market and we take the market at face value. Stay with me on this. I teach all charts act and react the same way. Meaning when they do certain things and they get to certain places, they generally do something else. They have a reaction, they eat time off the clock, whatever it is. Well, the IWM today got to an important place, but it got there rather early. Here's a 15 minute chart. Look when it got there. 10 o'clock this morning is when it hit the number and it went sideways all day. Now it may still go higher. I cited that as overhead resistance. What's overhead resistance? First, the market stops going up. That's overhead resistance. The second phase is maybe a pullback, maybe a retracement, maybe something else, maybe eat time off the clock. If they eat time off the clock, they could be building energy to make another move to another place. But the first objective is identify the number, identify where the next place of overhead resistance is. And we did that with the IWM 196. Okay, fair enough. 10 o'clock this morning, same 15 minute chart in the SPY. The SPY grinded up all day long. Here's 12 o'clock all afternoon long. So where was 10 o'clock in the morning? It's all the way back here. 10 o'clock this morning was back at 451, 452. Okay, the S&P went up like another 30 points while the IWM went sideways. Why is that? How does that happen? All charts act and react the same way, but they don't all trade together. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. We don't correlate markets because one is going up or down doesn't mean everything is going to go up or down. They're independent of one another. Once the IWM got to that important place, 
It couldn't really muster any more. There was no mustard left in the jar to go any higher today. Look at how it got there. We talked about this in the live room too. And by the way, we had traders that made money on this trade. While we're watching the S&P melt up away, you were either long or non-participating in the SPY. But we had traders that looked at this and we watched it in real time. They ran up really fast to 196. I said they were on a mission. This is what we talked about in the live room. When you see them running hard to get somewhere, if you've identified the right place, you're generally going to get some kind of a trade out of it. Now, it wasn't tremendous, but they pulled back to a low of 195.13 in the live room. I said, take your scalp with potential, the scalp portion, take it at 50, 60 cents. That's not bad for a market that's in a melt-up situation. We had traders that made plenty of money on that trade. RTY from a futures perspective, options, all and any of the above. From a bigger picture perspective, what do we have in Camp IWM? Well, they're either going to stop and reverse at 195 or they're headed to this next pivot. And why do we know that's important or how do we know that's important? Because the market ran up to that place and was rejected and fell away. I like to say summarily rejected. So we know that that place is important because Mrs. Market told us that by running up there and turning on a dime. Well, if they're running back there, they're either running a test of that place or they're back there because they want to get through. Well, if they're going to get through, where's the next place? Well, here's the next major place. There's stuff in between this pivot high and this pivot high I just identified. But from a big picture perspective, that's what she's doing. Market likes to run tests of important places and we can find the important places on the chart because when the price action dictates, that's Mrs. Market's way of telling us where the important stuff on the chart is. We can use it later. She's above the 100-week moving average, but the week hasn't closed yet. It's only Tuesday. We'll see what happens at the close of the week. Can Mrs. Market close above the 100 period moving average or will she retreat back below the 100 period moving average by the end of the week? We don't know the answer to that until Friday afternoon. We could obviously get hints as we get closer to Friday. And by the way, IWM, my favorite market leading indicator, up 1.2% today against the SPY that was up about six or seven tenths of a percent, leading the market in the upward direction only stopped on a dime at 196. What's my second favorite market leading indicator? The folks down at the transportation department. A number one, canary in the coal mine. What did we talk about the other day? She ran a test of the breakup candle low right here, spiked it, closed above it, and where are we today? Took off to the upside, made new highs. Same routine, we flip over to the weekly chart and we say, well, where's she going? Well, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of here. Doesn't mean they have to get to the top of that candle. However, somewhere in the vicinity of the breakdown candle high or this culmination of highs in here, we know that that's going to be garden variety under normal market conditions, overhead resistance. Just taking it one step at a time, one candle at a time, one pivot at a time. We'll stay on the weekly chart for the Q people. There's no point in going to the daily chart. We know what that one looks like. And what do we have here? Well, very simple. We have our breakdown box 
And if we draw a line over from today's high, for example, we see that, obviously we know this from yesterday, we're inside the box. How high do they get in the box? They get halfway. Do they get towards the top of the box? We don't know exactly. We have numbers inside the number members as usual. They'll have the numbers in the queues from a charting perspective each and every morning. This is from a concept perspective. This is an area of overhead resistance, but it's an area. They've come back to run a test of an important area, this breakdown box. In here, from here to here, from there to there, that's the spot. We don't know exactly where they'll stop, but what we do know is overhead resistance exists up in this neck of the woods. And again, we'll take it one day at a time, one candle at a time, one breakdown box at a time. How about the financials? No change here. We know the routine. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. Above all the moving averages, we said they're going to start climbing this breakdown candle. She's climbing the breakdown candle. There's the top. Where's the top? She's above the top. 34.82 is the number. Closed today, 34.97. There's a gap over here. The gap is exactly 34.96. What's today's close? 34.97, and you know what comes next. There are no accidents nor coincidences in the market. That was a choice to close one penny above the gap. Doesn't mean they shoot up tomorrow, and it doesn't mean they drop them tomorrow. It's just a choice to close above or below the gap. Take it at face value. We watch this every day, and each and every day we talked about the same thing, as they were doing it day in, day out. They were climbing the big breakdown candle. You see what happened. So first, they couldn't get into it. They got rejected. They tried again, got rejected, tried again, got rejected, but not as bad as before. Once they started closing daily above, day after day, came back for a retest and took off. So you see that even though they're climbing now the big breakdown candle, it was resistance trying to get into the big breakdown candle. It was resistance here, here, here. And then finally, once they started closing more than just one day above, they started building energy, came back for the retest and took off. And as far as I'm concerned, that whole situation here had to do with getting into that big breakdown candle. Smash Mouth didn't really participate today in any kind of a rally. They were up a little bit, but not much from yesterday's close. It's really pennies, that's what it boils down to. How much can we read into that? Well, here's the weekly chart, and here's our breakdown box. So when you look at this, you say, well, here's the box, all right, give or take, and they're at the top end of the box. They're trying to break out. They may not be able to break out right away. They may need to eat some time off the clock. We'll see what happens on weekly close if she can close above all these former highs. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.